Grace and peace to you. Uh, this is a podcast where a few friends talk about faith. My name is Josh Kessner. My pronouns are he, him. I'm a campus pastor, the Lutheran campus pastor at Clemson University. Go Tigers. And I'm Dr. Olga Maria Cruz, the campus minister for Winthrop Ecumenical Lutheran Campus Ministry. Welcome in Rock Hill, South Carolina. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Pastor Jesse Canepkun. My pronouns are he, him. Lutheran campus pastor at University of South Carolina. And today we're going to kind of pick up where we left off last week. Last week we talked about why faith matters to us at all and take that to the next logical question in our brains, which is, so why does church matter? Faith is important, but why do I need church for that? Why can't I just hang out in the woods and watch the sunrise and experience God there and have uh, my own personal relationship with Jesus What's the value of being connected to a worshiping community or a congregation or the institution of the church? Uh, Which is a great question, and we'll see if Olga Maria has the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. So I introduced myself a little differently this week as Dr. Olga Maria Cruz, and that is because I have a PhD, and I used to be a college professor of mostly of ethics. So I'm going to get a little heady on this one too, as well as talking about personal experience. Yeah. So one of my thoughts is that God formed us for community. And actually the doctrine of the Trinity teaches us that God is a relationship. Speak on Um, it. So right from the beginning of either Genesis 1 or John 1, we have God revealed as a relationship and Mm. calling us into relationship with God and with each other. When Jesus sent out his disciples to expand his ministry, he sent them out in twos and then called them back (laughs) together and took them on a retreat. (laughs) We need need community. Um, When the Holy Spirit was poured out, she created community amongst people (laughs) who couldn't even understand each other. So absolutely, we can find God walking out in the woods. I try to take a walk in nature every day, and that is my best time communing with God. And I go to communion every week in my church as well. And my one of my life goals, which will hopefully happen in the next two years, is to offer communion to other people. I'm in the ordination process in the South Carolina Synod and studying at Lutheran Theological Southern Seminary in Columbia so that I can help build up the church myself as well. I think the private spirituality, there's definitely an individualistic tendency in American life and it Mm. pervades um, our religious spaces too. So we have this idea that we can just have our own spirituality, our own private relationship with God, and we don't really need each other. But even if we feel sometimes that we don't, need each other. We don't need to go to church to encounter God. Of course, God's with us in those other spaces. But we can't flourish, Thomas Aquinas, a doctor of the church would say, we can't (laughs) flourish as God intended that abundant life that Christ came to bring us without each other. Mm -hmm. We only flourish as individuals to the extent that we're benefiting and connecting with our communities. And the communities absolutely can't flourish without individual flourishing. It's all mutual and interdependent. So we should be bringing our individual connection with the divine, even if we do find it on our own and with nature, back to each other. And church is one wonderful way to do that. I love this idea of community too. We had a a student last week, uh, a master of fine arts student. She gave a practice presentation in front of a few of our students for her 30 hour review. And one of the phrases she kept using was, 
in conversation with so mm-hmm. that her art, the art that she makes, is in conversation yes. with art from all these other professional artists mm. around the world and around different times. And so I think the same for our faith, that our faith is always in conversation with the people around us at church or the people who came long before us, Dr. Thomas Aquinas, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Martin Luther, all these people, our faith is always in conversation with and growing because of our communities that we find ourselves in. I love that. That's so good. The stuff about community you're saying is very much what I think, too. Also, being Lutheran, I do find word and sacrament to be a a big part of it for me, too, right? The Lutheran Church talks about church being the place where the gospel is rightly proclaimed and the sacraments are rightly administered. And to some degree, the value of church is just that to me, right? That it's a community where we're going to take the gospel seriously, where it's going to be talked about, it's going to be named, and we're going to engage it, and we're going to mine it and we're going to try to live by it. And then also we're going to hold the sacraments central, which in the Lutheran church are baptism and communion. And for me, sacraments are these things where God has said, look, I get that you are a tiny puny human with your little bitty human brain and you can't understand anything. So let me give you something you can touch and hold and feel. Mm -hmm. to remember your belovedness. And so it's not just on me and my imposter syndrome and my terrible voices in my head to will Mm -hmm. myself to remember that I'm loved. Every week I can stick my hand in a bowl of water and feel those promises. I can hold Jesus Mm -hmm. literally in my hand and remember the depths of what God's love had looked like, has looked like, Mm -hmm. will look like. Mm -hmm. And those are, like I said, I, I... I'm not smart enough or faithful enough to get by without those things. So like having those (laughs) tangible reminders for me is a big part of of why I stay connected to the church. Nice. I want to give a shout out for preaching as well. The sermons that Mm -hmm. I get to hear at my church, Grace Lutheran in Rock Hill every week um, are so faithful to open the scriptures to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm somebody who has been in the church off and on since 1990, who has studied Greek and Hebrew and gone to seminary and gotten an MDiv and a PhD and all of this. And every week I still grow in my faith Mm -hmm. because I have pastors who open the scriptures with me, for me, and point me to the good news of God's love in new ways and who apply (laughs) the truth of scriptures to our common life in new ways because there's always always more. There's always more for all Mm -hmm. of us together. And a lot of times after the service is over, I never know who's going to chat with me after the service and bring up something. I also love that it's a multi-generational community mm-hmm. um, where I can learn from small. I love that, you know, this, I learned something from the children's sermon. I connect with older folks and I'm encouraged by watching them grow in their faith all stages of their life. Yeah, I love that you talked about the things that happen when we are at church. Sometimes it feels Mm. like we just show up and go through a bulletin and then go home. Hmm. But part of that liturgy, I guess, is what we call it in the Lutheran church. And the prayers you say, the songs you sing, the sacraments you do, part of that just becomes our everyday life sometimes. And I think that when we need faith the most, it's the liturgy or the things that we've learned in church or the things that have become rote and routine, the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed, the Psalms that we hear, those things show up when we're grieving or when Mm. we're needing our faith the most. So I, I think that's that's really helpful. Like you said, o- Olga Maria, you can, uh, Dr. Olga Maria, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, 
you can you can engage your faith in many different ways. But what we do at church is just different and it's just as meaningful as other things too. I had a pastor one time tell me that most of us might go to church for an hour on Sundays or less. Uh, so if you're at church on a Sunday for about an hour, then that's at least one hour out of your week that you don't have to try to be God in your own life. Mm. Uh, and that's what we often spend our time doing is just to try to survive and do what we need to do. But for that hour of church, we can try to let God be God and to, to rest a little bit and just to have faith that God is doing work, even while we might be taking a little bit of a break. And that's faith, too. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's also true that the church hasn't and doesn't live into this really well uh, all the time. Um, And so that's kind of the complicating factor, right? When people ask, well, why should I even go to church? The counter answer you're up against is I can give dozens of reasons why I shouldn't go to church. And saying, well, my church isn't that way is not really a good good way of, of addressing that. And I guess for me, first of all, if people are done with church, I'm not trying too hard to pull them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might leave the door open. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if they want to find their way back, that's great. But uh, but people are leaving church for all sorts of reasons. And a mm-hmm. lot of them are very valid and good reasons. And, good reasons. Yeah. and also, everything we just said is still true for me. Mm-hmm. And I still find that broken as it is with all of its shortcomings, there's something about church community that I need. Mm-hmm. That's well said, Jesse. And it's important to acknowledge the harm that the church with a capital C has done around the world from imperialism, colonialism, etc., to all the people, groups that have been oppressed, and also the harm that individual congregations and religious folk have. A lot of people have been hurt. I've, I'm one of them. And yet, if there's any part of church that people still value or miss, it can be reclaimed and rebuilt. One of the things I love, love, love about Lutheranism is the idea that the church should always be reforming itself. We can always do better. God's at work making all things new, including the church. And we're part of that. And we want our students to be part of that. We want all these voices. And so then it becomes, Mm -hmm. how do I find a church community that I can trust? A church community that will embody these things we've been talking about. A church community that cares about me and is going to support me and where I can support others and care about them. And we can do all of these beautiful, important things in earnest together. And that can be hard, but I believe those communities exist and I believe they're worth being a part of. As you find yourself along the way, may the God who is community help you to find communities that love you and create communities that help to love the world around you Mm -hmm. today and every day. Amen. 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 Thanks, friends. This has been great. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week. Grace and peace, friends. I did think at one point uh, we could play a game of Ooh. whose affirmative grunt was that, Jesse or Josh's? Because I think I feel like when <laughs> Ol- when Olgamir is talking, Josh and I are both like, mm. oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they sound like exactly the same as each other. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs>